0: Welcome back to the podcast everyone. I'm here with Rupal Panchal and she's going to introduce herself because she's got a really long job title. (laughs) Hi Rupal.
1: I have. Hello. Thank you. Um, So, I am a senior therapist and operational lead and working at Midlands Partnership NHS Foundation Trust.
0: So, yeah, Just give us an introduction to this and how you got into Mm. it.
1: I I I think I've got into it. I've been in, in IAP since 2008 in fact and so I've seen the growth and I'm really passionate about the model and I believe in the model. However, I think over the years, and having been a PWP as well, over the years there's lots of discussions around staff retention, particularly in the PwP role, and I think for me, it, it started to highlight what are the complaints that were coming through from you know the people so for example were leaving um, and, and leaving the role, not necessarily to to kind of progress in their careers and so for me. Quite a while ago actually, you know, I felt that it was important that we're talking about wellbeing. We we are exposed to sometimes some really emotive discussions with our clients and as a supervisor, you are there to protect your supervisee. And I kind of thought about it on a wider level, especially within my lead role, to think about that. And so that's kind of what inspired me to start thinking about it with my team.
0: So just for people who don't know what it's like to be Mm. an IAP therapist, in terms of workload, in terms Mm. of the sorts of people you work with, the stories that you hear... Um, the kind of emotional impact that has on you just give us a flavor of that
1: so um, i always say that we have various hats Um, and so a clinician can be just a clinician and see 25 patients a week for example Um, however lots of clinicians develop in their skills and their competences and so they go on to become supervisors and they might be a supervisor of maybe two or three clinicians, they then develop in terms of a special interest so we hear about lots of new initiatives um, and pathways that are coming up in IAPT and have done over the last five years, most recent one being the long term health conditions and so what happens is therapists then start to be involved in those pathways to make their service a success. Um, and that adds another layer. So the layers keep adding. And I suppose what's happened more so over the last maybe six years is that people say, well oh, we don't have time for that. Where am I creating time? And that's where we we try and well we need to be creative as to what do we need to almost not take away entirely, but what do we need to reduce in order to allow them time to then flourish in all of these different areas that we want IACT to get to?
0: Well, I suppose people with a history of trauma often present in IAP services, and you had a statistic in your slides where you were talking about trying to reduce the total trauma caseload mm. to 20%, no more than 20%, is that something you've implemented?
1: Absolutely, and it, it was implemented when I joined um, my current service, which was four years ago, and that was because the prevalence that we of trauma within the geography is quite high and um, when when we when we treat trauma, we're often giving extra clinical time. Um, you know, some clinicians are using an hour and a half to do that trauma-focused work, and so it can be quite intense. And I suppose what often comes up in supervision is um, kind of almost. Im- sometimes a feeling that they can actually feel the trauma that somebody's going through and so it's really important to ensure that the therapist is having that opportunity to discuss those concerns and how they feel which supervision does provide however if the prevalence is very high in the geography your waiting list is likely to have lots of trauma on that waiting list as a presentation and so you could easily be picking up six clients off the waiting list and they might all be presenting with trauma And you might already be in treatment with another four clinical presentations of trauma. Before you know it, your whole caseload is nearly trauma. And that's not safe practice to me. So that's where we we kind of had a bit of a ballpoint figure and we thought, let's try all 20%. And actually that has worked incredibly well, as well as maintaining our waiting list as well.
0: We've blogged about burnout in health professionals quite a bit on the mental health. Most of the research that we've written about has been um, highlighting the problem burnout in consultants in nurses in dentists in all sorts mm. of different groups how big is the problem in your view within your field
1: well, that's a tough question I think I think it is a problem I think it's I think it's very much in vogue as I said in my talk um, across all industries you're absolutely right but I think within with it as IAPT has grown and it, it's doing so many amazing things and I think with that our clinicians then are being kind of almost pulled in different directions. And I suppose without the support um, and without kind of the additional maybe training or kind of protection, that has created some some kind of complaints if you like, or people have moved on into different roles. Um, that might be for career progression, but it also right. might be because they actually find it difficult to maintain that fast pace. And to is fast pace. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of where we, within mental health, especially in primary care, are experiencing the difficulties, um, but there are solutions, and I do
0: believe that. And so those solutions, those preventative solutions, um, you know, keeping wellbeing high, how, how do you see that kind of getting rolled out? It seems like there's pockets of excellence mm. where that's happening, mm. but... There seemed to be a lot of recognition of this when you were talking in the room, but have you had a sense of how people are prepared to take this on in senior positions?
1: I would love to see it being taken on and rolled out across. I mean, like I said, I mentioned it as it should be another KPI. Um, How you assess that is another thing. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, actually. And I was speaking to somebody in one of the breaks that... It really does depend on that service, there's not one rule that fits all and there can be learning from each other and I suppose now that we are talking about it in forums like today hopefully we can share that best practice of well, this is what I implemented within my team and this really worked and then other people can learn from that and I hope that that can build a community of where we can talk about it. But we need to be talking about it on a bigger forum in order to help people to learn and implement those changes rather than ignore it.
0: That's great. Thanks for sticking around and joining us for the interview. You're
1: very welcome. Thank you.